0: Everybody and welcome to another week of investing on a budget. I'm your host Quinn and this is my co-host Beckham. Hey everyone. Today's topic is going to be credit cards. This is a topic that a lot of people we know have had many questions about, so we decided to make an episode specifically dedicated to it. We're going to try to answer some common questions, including the difference between credit and debit, what you should look for, when and where to use them, and what dangers can arise when you own one. But first, as always, we're going to discuss our financial week. Normally, I would start this by some sort of introduction, some way of saying like, and now we're going to talk about our financial week. But in the middle of the little break that we just took between recording the intro and recording this, Beckham took out floss while we're sitting at his desk and started flossing his teeth because that's a very human and normal thing to do. And I felt like I had to talk about that. Anyways, Beckham, tell me what you spent your money on this week that wasn't fucking dental floss.
1: Actually, so far, I have not spent any money in February, apparently, which is pretty impressive. I guess. Yeah, it
0: is pretty impressive.
1: I literally did not spend any money. That's nuts, dude.
0: I spent $380 at the golf course because I bought a membership. It does kind of show, though, some purchases are big, but if they're worth it to you, you should do them anyway. You know, like we we had a teacher in high school named Mr. Hart, and he taught us that money is for spending, but you need to save it for the things that it's actually worth. So going out for food every day when you're just too lazy to cook or too lazy to go to the dining hall somehow, which, let's be honest, we've all done, you don't need to spend the money on that. You should spend it on things that make you happy. So I've been going. Going golfing two or three times a week, it's been well worth that 380 bucks. Other than that, my girlfriend came up and visited this last weekend. So I spent a lot of money on, you know, hanging out with her, getting food. I had to buy some Metro money. Other than that, I didn't spend much either. I spent around 60 bucks outside of that 330 this week. So I'd consider it a much better spending week and my investments went up massively. Beckham, tell me about yours.
1: Yeah. So at the start of this month, I had around $2,370 in my Roth IRA and that quickly grew to 2417 as of today. So that was pretty cool to experience that growth. I've been trading a lot more individual stocks than I have in the past. So I recently bought CRWD for 310. I'm still holding that. Another share was NOW. I bought a single stock for 780.
0: I cannot even nearly go band for band with Beckham on my investments. I mean, I have a Roth IRA separately that has some unknown amount of money in it because I refuse to look at it until I retire or at least until I'm closer to that. For my personal stocks that I just kind of fuck around with and play with. They did pretty well. This past week, I'm up $11.74, which is 1.81%, which is pretty solid in a week. It's not what you're going to get from a bank account, but I didn't really do much investment wise. I put another 20 bucks into into the S&P 500, another 20 bucks into QQQ. They've each risen this week. That's about it for our financial week. We're going to come back every single week with something like this so that you can see our journey, hopefully not necessarily compare it to yours, but see that other people are going through the same thing that you are. We're going to go to our first ad break, if we have one by the time you're listening to this, and then we'll be back to talk about our topic for today, which is credit cards. as always, Beckham did a shit ton of research. Tell us what you learned, man.
1: So I think the first five credit cards that we really need to understand is the difference between debit and credit cards. I really want to start off with a statistic mentioned by Motley Fools. The Federal Reserve claimed that 93% of Americans in 2021 hadn't used a debit card, and while only 82% in 2022 hadn't used a credit card. So that's a difference of 28.7 million Americans. We're here to help you get to that 82% if you're not already there, not by persuading you, but by educating you. Debit and credit cards function very differently. Whenever you use a debit card, that's drawing money directly from your checkings account. But when you use a credit card, you're basically taking a mini loan from the bank every time you spend money, and you're agreeing to pay it back by the end of that statement. Otherwise, interest will be incurred.
0: In Quinn terms, aka much less research terms, I consider debit cards as essentially a much cooler, more efficient version of cash. So it comes directly out of your bank account, like Beckham said, and you don't have to pay it off at the end of the month like you do a credit card. Personally, I wish all money was in the form of debit cards, but that is a topic for a different podcast and a better government. Credit cards are essentially just taking on debt and paying it off later. So you can't really think of it as free money, which a lot of people do. And we'll get to that later. Well, Beckham, do you have any information about like the dangers that credit cards can Um, incur?
1: If you're not responsible with how you use a credit card, they can be very dangerous. So they're going to charge 18 to 30% if you're not going to pay those statements. And if you don't pay your bills from your credit cards, that's going to be reflected onto your credit score for years upon years. I think I don't remember the exact number, but at least stays on your record for like maybe 70 years, which uh, cre- credit scores are really important now. You, you got to be really responsible if you're actually going to get a credit card. If you're not the responsible type of person, maybe stick with the debit card for now.
0: The first sentence I wrote in my entire notes was that credit cards are fucking preying on your downfall. So if they're going to try to take advantage of you, your goal is essentially to take advantage of them when you're able to. They only require that you pay off 2% of your current debt. But that's, I mean, that's essentially a scam by making minimum payments is exactly how they get your ass. Because the interest that they charge and that remaining 98% is absolutely absurd.
1: I want to go off your point about how credit card issuers are like preying on a downfall because the only reason why there's rewards behind credit cards is to encourage your spending and they're only there because there are others that don't use the credit cards responsibly so they're able to reward other people and while other people suffer.
0: Yeah they're essentially taking the idea that more people will mess up or more money will get messed up than they have to give away. Yes. So unless you're unless you know that you can pay it off, you shouldn't be signing up for a credit card just because of its rewards. And then well, I
1: think we should kind of get back on topic too. What are the differences between debit okay, card we cards? Move on. Another important difference between debit cards and credit cards is the security behind both of them. Credit cards are generally more safe, and the protection against fraud is a lot higher than a debit card. So if someone was to get a hold of your debit card and use it, they have direct access to your checking account, despite a PIN. I mean, now they have tap, so you don't have to have pin, I don't think. If, you're, if someone gets a hold of your credit card, that's not your money. It's the bank's money and you're not going to be charged for that. This is why you kind of should not keep a large amount of money in your checkings account for that reason. If someone gets your debit card, they're going to use that money and potentially you might not be able to get that back. I have some personal so, yeah. experiences with my, like, my credit card info getting stolen. I've had my... <laughs> credit card hacked i had my debit card hacked so i have like how to replace those so that was pretty painful and just just annoying process honestly
0: don't tell anyone but it was me allegedly
1: we are cutting that
0: i am not cutting that it was allegedly me
1: Okay. And then another important that. part of credit cards or debit cards is the opportunity to build credit. And credit is absolutely crucial in the modern world. We use credit scores to apply for loans, mortgages, even buying a car or renting. And individuals with higher credit scores are often rewarded with lower interest rates. If your credit score is higher, you're more likely to pay off your debts. So banks are willing to give you a lower interest rate. We
0: are going to come back to credit scores within the next month or two. So look out for that episode. coming. and see- soon if you're still confused about credit scores. Another danger with credit cards is that it's very, very easy to lose track of your spending and debts because your credit card is not going to decline when you run out of money like a debit card would. Like we mentioned earlier, you really have to keep an eye on your bank statement, not only to see if you've been like scammed or something, but to make sure that you are not spending more money than you have. It is very important to know that purchases that are made with credit cards are not free. It's not some way to get out of paying for things. It's not some magic hack that nobody's discovered before. Credit card debt can and will fuck up your life. I was very interested in that, trying to see what Exactly the effect on the average American has been. So I found uh, a couple of studies, one done by the Marx Law Firm, which is a divorce law firm law firm, who wrote an article saying that many of their clients bring up financial issues in the very first divorce meeting. And according to CNBC in 2023, 54% of people consider a partner's debt to be a valid reason to file for divorce. Debt is not just a monetary issue. It is it is something that you should avoid when you can and work on paying off as much as you can. Especially at our young age, you know, we incur college debt, we incur hopefully only college debt, but you might end up with a bit of credit card debt and it's very important to pay it off quickly and to not get into a habit of it. Ever since I met Beckham and since we started rooming together, this man has been researching credit cards to an extent that I didn't even know was possible. He has a massive spreadsheet. We're actually going to link it in the description. This time I asked him to look for, to to find information on what you should look for in a credit card and how exactly to apply. So Beckham, take it away.
1: I think it's important to look for a credit card that is going to have some sort of benefit or reward because most do in this type of market maybe that is cash back points or something like that that's going to actually help you when you spend money that you already intended on spending so every credit card has different fees and terms and it's critical to look over these before applying and these terms and fees are listed by the bank that includes apr apr for balance transfers apr for cash advances penalty apr billing cycle annual fee balance transfer cash advance foreign transaction late payment fees and reward and the reward system so there's a lot of little things you might have to look at before you apply to that initial credit card. I think the most important thing is to look at the annual fee. You if you're get, if you're applying for your first credit card, you should definitely not apply to one that has an annual fee. That's kind of ridiculous unless it, that card's really going to benefit you, but I really don't recommend getting your first credit card that has an annual fee. And most credit cards do not have an annual fee, so it's pretty easy to find one that doesn't. The next part is the APR. So APR is not exactly interest but it is essentially the interest you're going to pay on that card if you miss a statement or a billing cycle and you do not pay it and but i mean this really doesn't matter as long as you don't plan to miss your payments but it's absolutely good to check this just to see the consequences of missing a payment because most credit cards now charge between 18 to 30 percent interest which is really high and then the billing cycle is kind of going to give you an idea when your credit card will be due so that might be at least it's typically around 25 days or above that. Where can you find or apply for credit cards? I personally use Credit Karma. It's a really great app. It shows you your odds of approval for certain credit cards. And I think it's a really cool app because it shows you all the available credit cards, which ones are outreach, which ones are in reach, and how you can get there.
0: Something that we thought would be very important is for you guys to know what we use credit card-wise because hearing advice from somebody who doesn't even take their own advice is stupid. We decided we would let you know what we use. We're not saying this is what you should use, but we're just letting you know that we did our research, Beckham especially. Oh my god. And now we're going to share it a little bit with you. Beckham, what do you have?
1: Um. so i do have three credit cards from three different banks my first one is bank of america then i bank with chase and then i also bank with discover my credit card with bank of america i have a 2200 credit limit credit limit is something we haven't really discussed but it's essentially how much you can spend with that credit card typically you want to use only 30% of your credit limit and that's going to reflect on your credit score. I get 1.5% cash back on all my purchases no matter what category which is really nice and then for me personally my statement is due on the 9th and then my second credit card is with Discover Bank. I have a 500 credit limit so significantly less and I get 5% on select categories so that category technically changes like every three months I think they choose a new set of options you can choose from those and then it's one percent on everything else and that credit card statements due on the first and then my last credit card is with chase Bank I have a 1500 credit limit on that one so I get five percent uh cash back on travel three percent on dining three percent on drugs obviously pharmaceutical drugs and 1.5 1. <laughs> 1. percent on anything else and my statement is due on the 17th
0: imagine you pull up to like a dealer's house and you just give him a card yeah and, and he's pets. like here Here's your 5% back from your credit card. That's fucking wild. Me, personally, I did not even nearly research my car as much as Beckham did. I didn't realize we were doing this, and now I feel left out. I have a Capital One Quicksilver. To be honest, I mostly just use it to build my credit score. It's connected to my mom's, but it's allowed me to build my credit score. And if you have parents who are willing to do something like that, add you as a name on their card, as like a joint account holder, and they are consistently paying theirs off, it can really help you raise your credit score early. I spend less than $100 on my card every month. I'm more of a debit card guy because I'm a lot more irresponsible with my money than Beckham is. He can very easily keep track of what he pays. But for me, it's a lot more difficult just money-wise. So I spend with my debit card so I can kind of watch my money And I can feel like I know exactly how much I have all the time. So that's just an example of depending on the type of person that you are and depending on the way that you look at money, you may want to use your credit card more or your debit card more. Also, another fun fact about my card, its number is... Now it's time for some FAQs and myths. Beckham, give me your first one.
1: A common question is, what do you do if you're just a little late paying off your credit card statement? If you're a little bit
0: late, especially the first time that you're a little bit late, all you got to do is call your bank, let them know, just say, hey, I thought it was due today. It was due yesterday. And almost always, they will they'll forgive it because they still need you as a customer. You know, you're not going to help them that much if this is the only time you're ever going to pay it off late. They're hoping for some big payday, not something small like that, you know, like the overlords that they are. Another myth that I saw when I was doing my research is that you have to wait till the end of the month to pay off your credit card. Beckham, is that true?
1: No, that's not true. You can pay off your credit card bill any time before that credit card statement date.
0: Uh, Beckham, what the hell are credit card points?
1: Credit cards offer a lot of incentives for spending. That includes credit card points and cash back. These points can be spent on travel, shopping, online retailers, gift cards, charitable donations, or airplane flights if you want to go on vacation.
0: Just really depends on your specific credit card issuer. Check out their website, call and ask, and they'll let you know. That about wraps it up for this episode we'll be back right after this ad break with a conclusion and we'll talk about what the next episode's going to be and that concludes the second episode of investing on a budget thank you for coming in today i had a lot of fun we're going to try to get out of here quickly because beckham is eyeing that floss like it's a new snack for him to eat beckham give them some additional resources that we're going to put in the <laughs> He's it's going to be so weird. Beckham, give me some additional resources that we are going to put in the description for anybody who wants to do more research.
1: Again, I recommended Credit Karma. I highly recommend downloading the app that's going to be really beneficial towards applying for credit cards in general. And I think we'll also link my Excel sheet somewhere eventually when that compares credit cards for 15 different banks. And that includes like a lot of credit cards then it kind of compares like the fees and the benefits from those and the offers for applying for those cards. Yeah, so
0: that 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 about wraps up the episode. Thank you all for coming in. We'll be back next week. Beckham, what are we going to do next week? What are we going to talk
1: about? Our next topic will be budgeting. We'll see you again next week. Bye. See you guys.
0: Investing on a Budget is hosted and produced by QBEJ Studios. New episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern. All statements expressed by hosts and guests are the opinions of said hosts and guests and are not to be interpreted as fact. Financial advice given by hosts and guests is meant to aid in the financial health of listeners. However, just as with any financial decisions, they are not without risk. And hosts and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages caused directly or indirectly by the following of their advice. If you have any questions, reach out to us at investingonabudgetpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.